Hello everybody! Welcome back to another episode of Teacher Layer Light Shine. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about enrichment days. If you have a micro school and you have yet to incorporate enrichment days or enrichment classes, maybe you're a micro school but you've not turned into the opportunity or the option of a homeschool hybrid, then today's episode is actually going to give you some really great inspiration and some wonderful ideas for you to begin thinking about your offer as we end 2023. I know we're not even at the end of the first month of 2024, but come on, friends. We got to get to planning here. We got to get going. We got to be thinking. Remember last episode, we were just doing our vision boards. Today, we need to be thinking about what else we can do to diversify our income. Or maybe this is how you start out. Maybe you start out by only offering enrichment rather than going straight into a micro school. So today's episode is going to be a great, fun-filled, inspirational nugget for you to enjoy. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Thank you so much for joining us back here for another episode. You know, it's so interesting. One of the ladies that I'm coaching right now, she said, Mackenzie, you know, I started listening to your podcast and I immediately went back all the way to the beginning and started binge listening all your episodes. And she said, when I reached out to you, I was still thinking that you were in your home with a small group of students. She's like, whoa, then after I reached out to you and I started listening to more recent episodes, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize where you are right now. And isn't that something? Right? Isn't that something? If you are a binge listener, we are now at over 250 episodes. Go back to the first couple episodes, the first 100. I I still remember like getting ready to record the 100th episode and the content that I had during that time is so valuable. I still absolutely go by all of the content. If there's anything that has changed, I will let you know. But I'm still thinking about where I was in that journey of of episode 100. And now here we are having grown 170%, no longer in my house, at a location, multiple people hired, multiple virtual assistants, over 50 students. And I'm telling you, I just want to stay at my house. 
Okay, guys, I really just wanted to stay in my house. I'm telling you, I got into, a, into an argument with my mother-in-law because she was like, you are going to go places. I'm telling you, you are going to have a big school. And I said, I am not. And she said, you need to get this out of your house because this is going places. This is an amazing, brilliant idea. And I said, I am fine. I want to stay here. I'm not trying to get big. I'm not trying to do that. People would say, you know, you're getting ready to get a building. I'm not getting a building. I love what I'm doing. Well, well, well. Back to that vision board. Some of the things that are going on at Lighthouse Learning were not, they were not on this. They, they're they not on that vision board. They were not. I'm telling you. They were not. God has exceedingly and abundantly just shifted us. And I've just had to be obedient in the process. Which leads me to today's episode of Enrichment Days. Because I'm telling you, my very first year, it was you're going to come Monday through Friday. I'm not going to do part-time. I'm not going to be able to do that. And the truth is, I just didn't have a clue of the possibilities. I was just trying to figure it all out. It was COVID. It was the first time in my house. Am I even doing things legally? What am I doing? How long am I going to do this for? Hopefully, I'll make it to December. I think everybody's going to go back to school year after year one, right? I literally remember going on my very first field trip, year one, and telling a parent about local private schools that she could go and enroll her daughter in after year one, my friends. I was like, and you know, there's this one private school. You should really think about taking your daughter there next year. And I remember her going, yeah, maybe. And I thought, well, you're probably going to have to find something because I don't know if I'm going to do this. It was week two. Even though I was having the best time in my life, I just, I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this. I, I mean, I think I'm okay to do this. I think everything's good. I like it, but I'm just trying to, I'm just trying it one week at a time. <laughs> and so here we are. I remember second year people were calling. Will I do part-time? No, no, no. Finally, Right before school started, the day before school started, a mom came, enrolled her child, and yes, I ended up doing part-time for her son. Year three, I did end up doing a Tuesday and Thursday where students could come only for enrichment. So we had our academic classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and enrichment Tuesday, Thursday. And that we used gather round curriculum. We studied Africa. We did presentations. We studied birds. We studied gardening. We studied art. It was really neat. And we still did some academic. I mean, all it's all academic, right? But we did, we like finished up some math and finished up some reading and finished up some writing. So those students were, were homeschooled students and they were coming to our house or our school at that time and they were receiving education based on the content that I had been teaching the students throughout the week and then we would move into about three hours of the day being all project-based learning it was super fun now we are a full-blown homeschool hybrid program and micro school and I I use those interchangeably because a micro school to me okay because we can just make it anything honestly you can Look at everybody's different definition. We all try to fall into a box somewhere, but a micro school to me is a small school. Micro school. We are a small school. We function underneath the homeschool umbrella. 
We get to do things quite differently than if we were a private school or a public school. And we're unique in a variety of ways. One being size, one being how we teach, another one being what we're mandated to teach, number, another one being the vision and the, and the scope of how we serve families. Now, we added a new component this year, and that was a Monday through Wednesday academic day where students could come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for their academics, and they're able to go home on Thursday, Friday. We do send the work with them. This is more of a continuation. We're not just giving assignments. It's pretty, I'm telling you, we keep it rather simple. We trust that the parents are going to do what they need to do on Thursday, Friday. We are not a regulatory, this is the way it needs to look. You need to have all this turned in. We have our own way of adapting it. I don't need to get into the details with that, but we keep it simple. It was our first year, and I say, that's what we need to do. The very first year you start implementing something new or an added bonus, you just keep it simple, okay? Then we added a Thursday-Friday this year because what we do is for our micro school full-time students, they come Monday through Friday. They receive their academic instruction Monday through Wednesday, They have a block of time on Thursday to finish up their academics and get tutoring or additional help. And then they go straight into all of our rounds of enrichment. Same thing happens for, well, not the same thing happens, but for our Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday students, they get the academics. They go home on Thursday, Friday, finish up their work at home. Then we opened it up to Thursdays and Fridays being full-on enrichment where we have really cool things and we're getting better and stronger and more just vibrant in what we offer but we've hired a PE coach we have PE Thursdays and Fridays for two hours not the whole class not the whole school doing it but we rotate around we have him there for two hours and we rotate three groups through for 45 minutes 40 minutes something around there we also have art we have nature study we have drama where students are learning acting and putting on plays. We have media, we have design, we have technology, we've got Duolingo that we use, we've got coding that we implement. We also have culinary class. We also have a study hall. And we've done a variety of ways to, there's a, there's a, whole, there's a whole conglomerate way of how you can manage it, right? Today's episode is not how you can manage it. Today's episode is just the possibilities. The reason why I want to share this with you is because, and I shared this with the lady that I was just coaching last week. You ready for it? When we started adding options, we increased our school's revenue by hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands of dollars by giving different options. Now I want to go back to this. If you go back a couple episodes when I talk about growing and scaling, we grew our school and scaled our school every year without having all of these options. We grew it in size and in scope and we scaled it, meaning that we increased our revenue faster than we did our cost. However, the biggest jump in our revenue was when we started diversifying. And I will tell you that it does take planning, it does take managing this very well, and it does take preparing for it. Even if you don't know how how to prepare for it, you need to prepare that when you start giving options, 
When you lay out options on the table, you're going to get more interest. Now, I also want to say that you don't want to go offering too many things at the very beginning, especially if you don't know how to manage yet. And it's okay that you don't know how to manage yet because you don't know how to manage until you have to get in there and actually manage. That's why it's good to start off with one option, maybe two, and then you can add on other options. We even now have it to where some families even come just once a day or once a week, maybe a Thursday, maybe a Friday. But I wasn't offering that at first. And there's a there's a very specific reason why I was not offering that at first. One, it wasn't just about the management. Two, it was if you're going to come one day, you're taking up a spot where someone could be coming two days. And so there was a kind of a formula. I, I'm not going to say kind of a formula. There was a formula. I'm saying the reason why I use the word kind of is because it was it was a gray area for us. Like we didn't fully know how we were going to make sure that we could still keep people coming if we said, no, we're going to offer this. And because if you get to offering too many things, you can't manage it very well. So you want to start by first managing one thing really well. Then you add on something. Then you add on something. Then you add on something else. That's what we have found to be the most successful. But for enrichment days, it is so cool because you can add on so many things that not only the students love, but that you love as well. So you could be thinking about STEM workshops, arts and creativity classes, like I just mentioned, art, music, drama. We've done STEM workshops. We've done language and cultural experiences. We use Gather Around curriculum. We've done Spanish class. We've done learning about other countries. We've learned about other continents. We did a South America study. We did an Africa study, and we've done a Europe study. We do outdoor education, so now we have PE, so you can add that on. And when I say add it on, I'm just thinking, can you offer a day? Can you offer half of a day? Can you offer a class? Maybe it's a sport. Maybe it's an after-school sport or a physical activity, a fitness program. Uh, There's coding, robotics. And then right now we're offering something really cool and special. We're doing an entrepreneur an entrepreneur workshop where every Thursday and Friday, the last hour and a half of our day, the students are legitimately making products. They're making necklaces, bracelets. They are making beautiful pieces of art. We've got so many cool art projects going on. We are teaching students how to advertise. We're teaching them gardening. All in preparation for our end of the year Friday Farmer's Market where we're inviting parents and the community out. The students will have their table set up with all of the things that they have created. We're going to have a lemonade stand. We're going to have fruits and vegetables for sale from our garden. And we're also going to be having baked goods for sale. And all the money that's raised is going to go towards our end of the year party for the students and our end of the year banquet. We've had an end of the year banquet every single year. It's super special for all the families and all the students. And then our end of the year party is getting better and better every year. Last year, we raised $1,000 at a lemonade stand on the corner of my street in my neighborhood. 
raised $1,000 for our end of the year party. And that is what we're going to do this year with our Friday Farmers Market field trip. Or Friday, Friday Farmers Market. That's what it is. It's not a field trip. It's just a Friday Farmers Market. But we're teaching entrepreneurship. We're teaching about marketing. We're teaching about creating commercials. We're teaching about social media posts. We're teaching them about having good quality offers on the table so that people will will really want to buy them. And the students are getting to make the things that they want to make. And we are utilizing our recent fundraiser to help us fund this project. But we're also receiving a lot of donations. And just the students are very inspired to find their own way of making these items, not only at school, but at home as well. So adding on an enrichment day truly can be a way to diversify your income. You can do fee-based enrichment programs. So allowing parents to choose additional activities. You can do a partnership or a sponsorship. You can collaborate with a local business or organization to partner and fund a special enrichment program. There's also, someone just posted the other day in our Facebook group about 4-H clubs. So neat. There's donations and fundraising events to help support your enrichment activities which really involve the community and your micro school's growth. And you can also think about going online, exploring the possibility of offering online enrichment programs, which really expand beyond the local community and it generates additional income. And again, thinking about a weekly or monthly schedule, you can do a core academic day, enrichment days, you can do project-based learning days. You may want to maintain flexibility in your scheduling to accommodate field trips or guest speakers. But overall, flexible scheduling really needs to be thought out in advance so that you're not spreading yourself too thin. I would also really consider parent involvement to participate in certain enrichment activities to showcase their strength or just to help you out to bring in more team members. And of course, it's very important that you're scheduling time to reflect and envisioning what this could look like for your school. Remember, go back to the last episode about building out a a vision board because this can really help you to evaluate your progress and to set goals for the future activities. So be careful in planning and implementing because there's so much diversity that you can just run wild, but we want to first start off by starting slow and easing your way into offering these enrichment opportunities because it's great for kids it's great for you and it really helps to scale your school hey hey teacher friend thanks so much for listening to today's show i pray it inspired you touched you or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for god's glory like never before i'm so grateful for you the number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on apple Podcasts. And also, share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.